This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. This is News Talk 980 CKNW. Hello and welcome to the show. I'm Sterling Fox. In just a few moments, John Carlson and David Mader will join us with a fresh Vancouver real estate market update and lots more on the 1% Realty Story. But first, here are some of the top consumer stories we're working on this week. A new widespread ransomware attack has started spreading through emails with malicious attachments, including some disguised to look like they came from Herbalife, and it's hitting millions of inboxes around the world. The campaign was first spotted by cybersecurity firm Barracuda Labs on Tuesday, by which point the attack had already delivered about 20 million times over the course of a single 24-hour period. And since then, the campaign has continued at a rate of about 2 million attacks an hour. Barracuda has identified at least 8,000 different versions of the virus script so far. Uh, They did note that The large volume of emails appear to come from Vietnam, with other significant sources including India, Colombia, Turkey, and Greece. The email claims to contain an attachment that's an invoice for an order placed through the company. If a person downloads and opens that file, it will launch the ransomware installer hidden inside. Other variants of the email contain a paragraph of legalese that make it appear as though the email is some sort of official or legal document. The campaign isn't thought to be from a state-sponsored actor, and it appears to be primarily about money, as is often the case with widespread ransomware attacks. While victims may be tempted to pay the ransom when their computer is infected and their files are made inaccessible by the attack, they're advised not to do so. This is generally the best practice, but applies to this attack in particular as victims who do pay will not have their files unlocked. To avoid paying ransomware, you should have all your files backed up on a device not connected to the internet. For some, that advice is now too late. But if it isn't for you, then get those backups done. Going to the store? No one has time for that anymore, says Walmart. So what if we created a service that not only did your grocery shopping and brought everything to your home, but even went so far as to put it directly into the fridge? And what if it was more convenient because this all happened while you were at work or off doing other things. They're working with a company called August Home. They're a lockmaker, and here's how things would work. You place an order on walmart.com. A driver for a same-day service picks up the items when they're ready and brings them to your home. If no one answers, the delivery person gets to use a one-time pre-authorized passcode to open your smart lock. You get a smartphone notification when the delivery is occurring, and if you want, you can watch it all on home security cameras through a dedicated app. The delivery person leaves the packages in the foyer, puts the groceries in the kitchen, unloads those into the fridge necessary, and leaves. And you get notified the door has locked behind him. Walmart seems aware that this could totally creep out some people. This may not be for everyone, and certainly not right away, but we want to offer customers the opportunity to participate in tests and help us shape what commerce will look like in the future, says Walmart. This begins soon in California. We'll let you know if it catches on. 
A passenger on a recent Jet 2 flight from Spain to England was more than a little shocked when he spotted a can of beer on the console between the pilots as he was making his way off the plane. It was Stella Artois, by the way, and we know this because the passenger took a picture of it on his phone as he walked by. So then he complained to the airline, who first said he couldn't have possibly taken that picture, and then later changed their tune and said, yeah, it was indeed a can of beer, but it was unopened and had simply been handed to the flight crew by another passenger as he got off the plane. The guy who took the original picture and complained still isn't satisfied with that explanation, saying any alcohol in the cockpit is disconcerting. He wants the airline to admit wrongdoing, and it appears they've reached a standoff. And London's Transport Authority said yesterday it won't renew Uber's license to operate in that city, arguing that Uber shows a lack of corporate responsibility with implications in public safety and security. Now, the Uber app is used by 3.5 million passengers and 40,000 drivers in London, and Uber will see its current license expire a week today, next Saturday. The company proposed, promised rather it would appeal and can continue to operate until the appeals process is exhausted. In its decision, the regulators noted Uber's approach to handling serious criminal offenses and how it conducts background checks on its drivers and also took issue with software that could be used to block regulators from gaining access and preventing officials from doing their law enforcement duties. The mayor of London says, sure, he supports this decision, saying any operator of taxi services in his city needs to play by the rules. Uber shot back quickly in response, saying the decision will now show the world that far from being open, the city of London is closed to innovative companies. Poor values ultimately bring companies down. Uber is now effectively banned from France, Spain, and Belgium, together with facing litigation and investigation around the world, say industry analysts. There's a very long list of businesses who have suffered for failing to uphold the level of values necessary. And until Uber gets this message, it will suffer lost trade as a result of its deteriorating reputation, say analysts. Of course, here in Vancouver, the Uber debate is still very much alive, so it'll be interesting to see how this plays out locally. Those are some of the stories we're following this week. We'll look at a few more later in the show, and we'll also have a steel report for you, too. But up next, it's John and Dave from 1% Realty with another market update and more on how to keep more of your money where you like it best in your pocket. Stay with us. This is Vancouver Consumer on News Talk 980 CKNW. Welcome back to Vancouver Consumer. I'm Sterling Fox, joined in studio by David Mater, Personal Real Estate Corporation, and John Carlson, Personal Real Estate Corporation, with 1% Realty. Good afternoon, guys. Good to see you. Hey, Sterling. How are you? I am well, thank you. The big question is, how are you? And mostly, how's biz? What's the latest real estate update from Metro Vancouver this first weekend of fall, Dave? Well, Sterling, uh, the market continues to be uh, fairly strong historically. Uh, again, what we see now is that attached properties, condos, and townhomes continue to drive the market. Um, there's just high demand for affordable properties, and uh, more and more buyers have been gravitating towards the condos and townhomes just because it's a, a affordable price point. That said, detached properties are still moving relatively well as well. Uh, so, so far, everything's coming along just fine in this, uh, this fall market. John, is there anywhere in, in the Metro Vancouver marketplace that's hotter than anywhere else, or is it all pretty much equally busy sort of uh, region-wide? Well, I think region-wide, we're 
you know, we're, we're strong, we're active. Um, of course, there are some segments that are hotter than others. Some of them have to do with uh, affordability. Um, some of them might have to do with location and desirability. So yeah, there are some variances, but you know, the market's good overall. Okay. One, one thing I'll add to that too is uh, detached properties. Um, you know, it's been more of a balanced market for detached properties throughout the lower mainland. Um, that said, the further you go out, maybe into the valley uh, areas like Pitt Meadows, Maple Ridge, Mission, uh, Langley, Aldergrove, Abbotsford, mm-hmm. because those are uh, more affordable areas, we're actually seeing a lot more detached properties sell than in some of the more expensive municipalities in the area. Absolutely. In fact, uh, if you're listening and thinking of selling your home and you live in Maple Ridge or Pitt Meadows or Mission, uh, some of these areas are really hot. And Dave and I are looking for good listings in these areas. And we want to give you good value. Give us a call and we'll come out and, and talk to you. But these are some of the areas we're really particularly looking for listings in. Of course, we've had success in Surrey and Burnaby mm-hmm. and Langley and Vancouver and all these areas. And so the number, friends, by the way, you might want to make note of this one, 604-265-8280, 265-8280 with the obligatory 604 up front. That'll get you through to uh, John or Dave, or better still, go to the website, which is savewithjohnanddave.com. Yeah, it's a great website. It's there all sorts of terrific information on there. And of course, all the contact information, phone numbers, emails. There's even a button you can click on to request a free market evaluation. It's a very comprehensive website. And Dave, I know that you've been spending a fair bit of time uh, working on the website, improving things. You've got the 3D house tour component now, and uh, there's never any shortage of of, uh, material to to include on the website either, is there? Well, no, that's right. I mean, part of, uh, I think probably the the biggest part of uh, any business is trying to educate folks about what they do. And certainly that's no different than what we do at 1% Realty, right? Um, The the main thing that we try to get across, the main message that we try to get across to uh, uh, consumers, people who are thinking about selling and buying properties, is that what they can expect with us at 1% Realty really is very similar to the experience that they could expect using so many other brokerages out there. The difference being just that we we charge less. Uh, we often sell a lot more properties than the average agents out there. And so our clients walk away uh, with more money in their pocket quite often. Um, you know, just to kind of touch on the nuts and bolts of it. Sure. Um, you know, there's no set commission rates in the industry. You can't set commission rates. But what, what's really common... There are generally accepted. That's right. Right, right. Okay. That's right. What's, what's really common in the Lower Mainland is a fee of 7% on the first 100000 and 2.5% on the balance. Yeah, we're pretty comfortable with those numbers in terms of understanding that commission structure. Right, right. People have been used to paying this for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Um, that all said, what we do by contrast is we just charge a flat fee. So anything that sells under 600000 is $6,950. Anything over 600000 we charge 1% of the sale price plus $950 plus some taxes. So how would that compare, for instance, just to give people a handle on the numbers? So say, for instance, uh, a condo or a townhome for $600,000 in Burnaby, mm-hmm. right? Well, um, if you're using a brokerage that'll charge you seven and two and a half, that fee will be somewhere around nineteen to twenty thousand dollars plus taxes, of course. Ours, by contrast, would be about sixty nine fifty, so about seven thousand dollars for a savings of around twelve grand, something mm. like that. You know, that million dollar property. Uh, well, instead of almost thirty thousand dollars with many brokerages, um, our fee would be one percent, which is a ten thousand plus right. nine fifty, ten thousand nine hundred fifty dollars, about eleven thousand dollars for about a nineteen thousand dollars savings. So really, quite substantial. The services that we provide. Um, are, again, comprehensive. So full MLS, uh, all the important websites like realtor.ca and RealtyLink, that kind of thing, many, many other websites as well. We're participants in something called MLS Reciprocity. 
um, we have a professional photographer that does uh, full photo shoots. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, full photo shoots, uh, digital uh, tours, including these new dollhouse tours, which are kind of the cutting edge stuff. Right, right. Um, you know, flyers, magazine quality brochures, all showings, open houses, sitting down with folks to negotiate offers, getting subjects off, sending the deals off to your lawyer, notary for closing. Um, handing the keys off to the buyers on possession. So it's a full meal deal. Everything's included that you would probably expect to get anywhere else. The difference is just the bill that you pay at the end of the day is probably a lot less. Well, and John, based on that reality, and it's right there at Save with John and Dave, on the front page of the website, if you scroll down about halfway, there's a grid that explains property values, the commission structure if you uh, sold your property through 1% realty. The next column is most other brokers would charge you this. And the last column is the best one. That's the that the amount you would save working with 1% realty. But John, uh, you know, forgive the cynic in me for coming out here, but you know, we're as as consumers and this is Vancouver consumer, as consumers, we're sort of trained to 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 think in terms of a value. So if we're paying this dollar, we expect that much value. If we're paying a lower dollar, typically we would expect less of value somewhere in that equation. So Square the circle for us. How does it work with 1% really? What don't we get by getting a paying less commission? You're absolutely right. Um, there, are, there are some misconceptions about what we do. And that's one of the reasons we drive people to the website. And I get all kinds of comments from people you know, saying, wow, I mean, we went to your website and we really got a great idea what you guys are all about and what the industry is all about. Because again, there are misconceptions out there. People might think, as you mentioned, if you pay less, you necessarily must get less service, or poorer results. I mean, and, and, and that's proven out in a lot of industries. Sure. But what Dave and I do is a little bit different. And uh, I, I think consumers would agree that um, real estate commissions have gotten a little bit high as prices have gone up high. And, and, and that's fine. But consumers need to know that they do have an alternative. They do have choices. Uh, a lot of companies charge the same commissions, but not all. And Dave and I, uh, you know, we like to think that we offer a lot of experience. I mean, we've sold a lot of homes and we're generally among the top agents in Greater Vancouver year after year after year. But we also provide really good value. And that's our, our, our point. So go to the website and take a look. But in a nutshell, no. As Dave said, when you work with Dave and I, you get two full service agents who are very experienced and uh, you're not missing out. I should probably also point out, friends, that our, our guests here in studio today, between them, have sold well over a thousand homes in the Metro Vancouver real estate market over the last uh, 10 years or so. This is an experienced team that's very active. And I suppose the attractive part of that, Dave, is busy is good. The busier you are, the more connected to the marketplace you are, the more aware of the prices and the realities on a day-to-day -day basis, which makes you a more effective agent. Sure, that, that's absolutely true. You know, um, one of the things that we try to stress to uh, potential clients when they have us come out and give them an evaluation and, you know, they're, 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 they're thinking about using us. They like the sound of what they've heard on the radio or what they've read, read on the website, but they want a little bit more information to kind of, like you say, square the circle. Yeah. So, you know, you know, one of the kind of objections that we get reading between the lines is, well, you know, uh, am I, by paying less, are we getting lesser agents? Right. right? Are we getting folks who just don't really know what they're doing? You know, because it's the the difference between between buying the the name brand cereal and the generic cereal, right? Um, well, the thing is, is that um, like you say, we've sold between us well over a thousand properties. Yeah. We've we've done a lot of business, um, and so we've kind of seen probably 
as much as anybody can see in the amount of time that we've been in business. We've we've been there and we've done that. Um, and so we want our clients to know that they can have confidence when they're actually sitting down and dealing with us. Again, we're among the top agents in the business year after year. Um, and most of our business does come from referrals, right. uh, folks who are recommending us out based on you know how we've done. And in, the reality is in this business, it's almost impossible to have any kind of longevity unless your clients are actually happy with the work that you're doing. Absolutely. Right? And this is the age of the internet. Everybody reviews everybody. So if you start getting negative reviews and feedback, it doesn't take long, John, for the word to get out. So you don't want to go there. Absolutely. You always want to do a good job, get good reviews from your clients and get referrals. That makes the business easy you're not out there you know uh, beating the pavement looking for your next job dave and i are busy and that's that's a good thing but you hit it right on the head and you, you and dave talking about some of the misconceptions i've i've met with uh, several people over the last little while who you know have wanted to know what this is all about and they seem to maybe have been told or have some sort of idea that agents from some of these bigger name companies mm-hmm. and i spent 13 plus years right, at some yeah. of these bigger name companies that these agents are somehow better than the agents at 1% really because why wouldn't they be? They charge more. Mm-hmm. But I can tell you that you know, being at these other companies in any industry, there are some uh, professionals that are more capable than others. Uh, and, and just because you've got a big name uh, a company on your card does not make you a great agent. Right. Uh, so I just want to put that to people and, and, and suggest to them that if you want a good agent who will represent you, who's experienced and won't uh, uh, charge you a huge commission. That's why we're here. That's why we're on the radio. We want to inform people and let them know that they do have a choice and that we're a darn good choice. And they brag a lot about their website, friends, because it's a good one. The address is savewithjohnanddave.com. The website is savewithjohnanddave.com. The phone number, the email, all the contact information, and a whole lot more is available right at your fingertips. We'll take a quick break for the news to the bottom of the hour. Lots more on 1% Realty coming up. And welcome back to the program. Sterling Fox on Vancouver Consumer here on News Talk 980 CKNW on this first Saturday afternoon of fall 2017. Joined in studio by David Mader and John Carlson from 1% Realty uh, in Metro Vancouver. We're talking, well, the marketplace, commission structures, and 1%, the 1% story. And John Carlson, you and David have been at uh, 1% Realty for quite some time here in Vancouver. But you're yes. Metro Vancouver guys. What if someone has a, a property for sale in the Okanagan? or on the island. Are there 1% realtors around BC or is this strictly a Metro Vancouver idea? Oh, absolutely. That's a great question. Um, You know, Dave and I work Greater Vancouver and the Fraser Valley. So Surrey, Langley, you know, all these areas out in the Fraser Valley. We're we're pretty active in all these areas. Uh, But yes, there are 1% realty agents on Vancouver Island throughout British Columbia, right across Canada, actually. So I would, you know, invite the listeners, if you're thinking of selling your home and it's in any of these areas, if you give Dave and I a call, you know, we've got networks with some of our other agents there and we could very likely set you up with somebody really good in that area to give you good service so don't be afraid to call us about any area you're looking in okay good point david when you joined the real estate industry you uh, looked at various companies and ended up settling with one percent and you've been with this company exclusively since you became became an agent why did you go for for this structure given that had you gone somewhere else you could have made more commissions especially initially Sure. And you know, that's a really good question. And uh, it's actually a question that people ask us all the time, just in general, um, you know, why would you work for a company that uh, charges less money? Sure. Right. Why would you do it? Why do you want less money? Well, here's the thing. When I uh, decided what company I was uh, going to be licensed with, 
Um, I, I interviewed with all sorts of different uh, managing brokerages uh, from uh, right across the lower mainland. And I, I zeroed in on 1% Realty because I actually believe in the business model. I asked myself, being kind of a frugal guy, frugal is the operative word here. Okay. Uh, um, I asked myself, well, if I was going to be selling my own property, would I be willing to spend 15 or 20 or 25 or $30,000 uh, to get the job done knowing what's involved? And the answer was no. I mean, uh, having been in this business now for a dozen years mm-hmm. and having sold hundreds and hundreds of properties, I'm really confident that the business model I chose is actually something that offers fantastic value to the consumer because we do all the same things that uh, the the other agents do. The difference is uh, we offer it at what we think is a very, very reasonable value. You know, the other thing too, just to kind of get that out of the way, is we do charge less money um, but we we really sell a lot of properties, right? Um, right, and so you know, the average agent in BC just doesn't sell many properties. You know, there's just not enough deals going through compared to how many thousands of agents there are. Sure. Well, so many folks appreciate. Uh, after learning about us, so many folks appreciate the value that they can get with us compared to so many other brokerages that we get a steady stream of people calling us and getting that business isn't so hard. Um, we spend most of our time actually doing our job, which is marketing properties, dealing with offers, helping clients move and actually, you know, kind of enjoying the, the meaty part of the business. That's mm-hmm. kind of what we've done. That's what I've always done um, right from the beginning. So it's worked out well. It works out well for us and it works out well for our clients. And John, in your case, unlike Dave, who's been with 1% since the get-go, you were with another firm, uh, other firms plural, before you joined the 1% Realty That's right. team. Uh, so you, again, there was a, a, a financial reality associated with making that decision, and you were, you were quite comfortable doing so. True, true. Um, I was at a, a few different companies, and uh, great companies, nothing wrong with them. In fact, a lot of good agents at these companies. I still got a lot of good friends at these companies, but in 2010, you know, I, I, I was thinking the industry's changing and commissions are going up and consumers want better value and consumers are poised to get better value. I mean, regardless of what I decided to do, uh, the internet and, you know, uh, you know the way MLS is, uh, people know about properties and people know about real estate. Sure. I just thought there was a change in the air. So I made a decision to change. And uh, my thought process was this. If I charge a more reasonable commission to home sellers, but I do everything I've always done, I don't cut corners, and that's a, that's a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. I'll never have to look for business again. And really, that has been the case. My volume has gone way up. My skills as a realtor, I think, have improved quite a bit. in the Because you've it, been that much busier. Yeah. You've had to be better. Yeah. So it was a business decision that I made, and I do quite well by providing better value. And there are other industries that can say the same, and Dave and I are quite happy to do it. Right. And you have an interesting story, John. You were dealing with a, a, a client in the Metro Vancouver area who herself is a former realtor who heard you and Dave on the radio recently and decided to give you a call. Let me yeah. give you the number, 604-265-8280. Pick it up from there. Sure. I, people ask all the time, how does this work? And here's just one example, but this is pretty typical of what Dave and I face on a regular basis. So, uh, you know, We got a call from a lady. I won't give her full name out, but uh, she called me out to see a condo in New Westminster right. and went out to take a look at her. She said, John, I've been listening to you guys on the radio and uh, you guys make a lot of sense and you're going to be my listing agent. Let's talk about price. Let's talk about strategy, but, but you guys are the guys. And then she went on to tell me that she was a top selling realtor for 20 or 30 years in the industry and she'd been retired for several years now. But she says, what you guys say makes a lot of sense. Now, this is an insider well, who had a lot of experience. Right. And when it came time to sell her own place, she called us. 
The good news is late last night, I think it was after 10 o'clock, we removed conditions on this property. So it was about 10 days on the market and it sold. Everybody's happy. Well, here's about the, the I suppose the, the it's a knowledgeable person who called you. This woman, again, with vast experience in the real estate industry, when it came, when, when push came to shove on a personal level and she had to sell a property of her own, she knew what commission could have been paid and what she wanted to pay. And she opted for 1% realty. And why on earth wouldn't she? Absolutely. And, and, and I'm not naming names, but it's not the first. Dave and I have worked with several either former real uh, former agents or uh, uh, or current agents who mm-hmm. have wanted to sell investment homes and properties. So, yeah, I think that says something. It certainly does. Yeah. And, and Dave, uh, uh, any new listings to talk about this week? Because uh, you had that, you talked to, uh, to us about, you made it sound very attractive, and I, I, I think it's for sale uh, still. You talked about a private home in the Maple Ridge area. It was on acreage. It was custom built. You actually would have bought it if, well, you already have a house. But it was that you made it sound wonderful and particularly attractive to a person like me who's a bit nuts about privacy and issues like that. Is that still on the market? Uh, well, technically it's on the market, though we have a deal on it. So oh, okay. the, the last show that we did, um, I talked about the new listing that we were yeah. uh, coming out with. It wasn't actually on the market at that time, but it came out a few days after the show. Uh, property on Vickery in Mission, actually, okay. just kind of on the border between Maple Ridge and Mission, a little bit further in. Um, listed at $1.15 million. Uh, These were folks that um, actually uh, had been referred to us by some very happy former clients of ours. Right, okay. Uh, and um, we came out, we did the evaluation. I know that they had some uh, evaluations from other agents as well. And um, we uh, marketed the property within the span of a few days. We had a bunch of showings and now we have a deal on the property and accepted offer. Uh, subjects have yet to be removed, but it's a very good offer. Uh, things are looking great. And that's just another example of um, how we are routinely doing the same types of things, but we do it with a lot of experience and we're doing it for commissions that are substantially less, you know? So, um, if anybody is out there at the moment thinking, well, we're, you know, we're going to sell maybe in the next few weeks or a few months. Um, and, uh, we're kind of curious about how this 1% realty thing works. Maybe they've heard about it. Maybe they haven't. Maybe this is the first time they've ever heard about True. it. Yep. Maybe they have some, it's mis- still news to a lot of people. You know, it, the 1% is. realty story is still actually news to many. It, it is, you know, and, uh, you know, one of the things that we're constantly kind of pushing up against a little bit, uh, is misconceptions, right? right? So if anybody's out there thinking, well, I, I kind of like the idea of saving money, but you know, I'm a little skeptical. Does this thing work or whatever? please feel free to give us a call. We're happy to come out and have a chat with you. Uh, we're, we're pretty friendly. Uh, we go out, we uh, give you an evaluation. Of course, that's complimentary. There's no obligation. Uh, and um, uh, you know, answer any questions that you have. And then you can just feel free to use us or not. What we're happy to report is the large majority of folks that have us come out um, decide to go ahead and work with us. Of course, we can provide you references and you know as much sales history as you like um, to you know show the the efficacy. Right, and John, uh, you you've talked in previous shows about the busy cycles in the real estate industry. Spring typically being the busiest time of the year. I think Where so. does September stack up in terms of levels of activity? Well, I'm not sure we've been in traditional markets I these last not. few years. I guess that's true. So, it, you know, it's a bit of a tougher question that way. But I think if you if you look at a traditional market, the spring is the busiest time. Okay. Uh, summer traditionally might 
uh, slow down a little bit while people are on holidays or whatever. Um, but and everybody's then se- back now. Everybody's back. Yeah. So September, October, November are traditionally like the second season, really, I guess, of the year. Uh, so yeah, good time to list your house. Okay. And, uh, and the number again, friends, is 604-265-8280. And again, if you haven't had a chance, perhaps you're driving and you don't want to be writing things down. Thank you very much. Uh, just go to the website. This is an easy one to remember. It's save with John and Dave. Dot com And all the contact information, including the phone numbers, of course, is right there. Uh, you mentioned the evaluation a moment or so ago, Dave. And, of course, on the website, you can click on that request a free market evaluation mm-hmm. button, and uh, that puts you through to another uh, connection on the contact point. But how, how important is that market evaluation in terms of current numbers? How regularly uh, d- does one need to refresh one's awareness of that property value today? Well, you know, especially given the market that we've been in, which has been so dynamic, right? We've uh, we've seen over the last, say, 18 months, uh, right going back to early 2016, we've seen the market, uh, you know, explode during some periods oh and then kind of pull back a little bit and then explode again. And so it really depends the segment of the market that you're in. Do you have a condo or townhome or do you have a house? It depends on the area that you're living in. But the reality is that in this market, we want to have an evaluation that's no older than a month or two. Okay. Um, it's got to be pretty current. You know, if I get a client that calls uh, me out uh, and they want an evaluation, they decide, well, we're not going to sell yet, but we're going to sell maybe in a few months. I say, okay, in a few months, let's look at the price right, again. Right, right, right. Because uh, what was true a few months ago may not be true today. So the, the advice to the client is uh, they've called you, so they've obviously selected the right realtor, but maybe they're not ready to move. So it, it, you need to refresh that market evaluation. You need to be as current as possible just to stand a chance, John, just to be current, right? Well, it doesn't hurt to know your stuff. Exactly. So when that first meeting takes place and you and Dave or the two of you together or solo go to a client's house, a potential client's house, and to do that evaluation, then I assume the second half of the conversation deals with strategy. Here's what we we figure your part, uh, your, your property is worth. Now, here's what we would do to sell it. Sure. Strategy is a big part of it. Price and strategy go hand in hand. And uh, you better have a good strategy on the market right now because you want to maximize your sale price. Right. And uh, so uh, for first timers, Dave, and there are a lot of first timers getting into the game these days, particularly in those multiple properties, those strata properties. A lot of people just don't flat out know much about real estate and they rely on educated, experienced realtors to get them through the maze. Well, um, you know, what I like to kind of think about uh, when we're help, helping clients buy and sell property is is that, you know, if John and I have sold a thousand properties or more between us, right. someone employs us or asks us to help them buy or sell, it's like uh, that one person having sold a thousand properties themselves, they're able to tap into that same knowledge base, right. right, to get the job done. And I think that's really important. That's one of the reasons why you want to use an agent who's done a lot of pro- uh, done a lot of sales and sold a lot of properties, because then you can be confident you're making the right decision. All right, save with John and Dave. That'll get you through to John Carlson and David Mater from One Percent Realty. And the phone number again, just as a quick reminder, is six zero four two six five eighty two eighty. That's our program for today, guys. Thank Thanks for popping in. We'll catch up to you in one week's time with an even fresher market evaluation and update. Thank you. See you next week. And we're back right after this. And welcome back. And once again, our thanks to John Carlson and Dave Mater from 1% Realty for their market update and informative visit. They'll join us again next week with another fresh Vancouver market real estate update. Time now for the Steel Report. And today, Linda looks at 
Hurricane Cars. I'm Linda Steele, and this is your Steele Report. In the market for a used car? You might want to pay attention to this warning from the Better Business Bureau about hurricane cars. They're vehicles taken from flooded or storm-affected areas in the States, fixed up and then sold here in Canada. As Evan Kelly from the Better Business Bureau explains, you might not notice you've bought a hurricane car until it's too late. And there's a lot of really uh, real concerns about vehicles like this because there's so much damage that water can do to, can do to today's um, uh, vehicles. There's just so many electronics on board um, that, that you know that, that the corrosion and the rust, particularly from salt water, can play havoc on just about any system within a car. Kelly says there are warning signs to look out for to make sure you're not tricked when buying a car. Keep your eye out for upholstery that doesn't match or water lines in the engine compartment. Make sure you check all the lights and electrical systems and question any musty odor you may be smelling. He says it's also a good idea to have the vehicle inspected by a reliable mechanic before you buy. I'm Linda Steele, and that's your Steele Report. Thanks, Linda. Steel and Drex, weekdays 2 to 6, right here on News Talk 980 CKNW. A couple more consumer quickies before we go. It may be the first weekend of fall, but in some parts of Canada, it feels more like the middle of summer. Temperatures hit the mid-20s in southern Ontario and Quebec yesterday and could get as high as 30 over the weekend in Ottawa, Montreal, and Toronto, which will be welcome there for the opening of those Invictus Games. The warm weather in eastern Canada is expected to continue until the middle of next week at least. Alberta, too, will have an abnormally warm season, especially these next two months. Warm and dry conditions are also expected to continue here in southern B.C. until the second half of fall, when temperatures should return to normal. But eastern Canada, specifically southern Ontario, Quebec, and the Maritimes, will experience a wetter fall. How much of that will come from all of those hurricanes? Well, some perhaps say the experts and Hurricane Maria could have a huge impact on the weather in Canada and might bring some rain and cooler temperatures to the entire East Coast next week. Strange news from the cybersecurity firm McAfee this week about which celebrities are dangerous on the internet. And Avril Lavigne, who hasn't had an album release in four years and who's been struggling with Lyme disease recently, has taken the dangerous, dubious honor this year. And by dangerous, the security people mean celebrity websites most likely to contain viruses or other malware which infect visitors. The always entertaining Bruno Mars was number two this year, followed very closely by Vancouver's own Carly Rae Jepsen at number three, Zayn Malik at four, Celine Dion number five, Calvin Harris number six, Justin Bieber number seven, Sean Diddy Combs number eight, Katy Perry was number nine, and Beyonce at number ten rounded out the top ten most dangerous celebrities only if you visit their websites and last year's winner or leader amy schumer happily didn't make the top 10 against this year mcafee warns celebrity chasers to be careful of clicking on suspicious links and to be aware of the risks associated with downloading content and know fully well that those celebrity popular websites are super popular too with people who want to do harm to you and your computer 
World Alzheimer's Day was this past Thursday, and this year scientists once again reminded all of us to exercise our brains as much as possible, saying it's a lifelong process. Over half a million Canadians live with some form of dementia, including Alzheimer's, and this year the doctors remind them, and the rest of us too, that it's important to keep challenging yourself and your brain. If, for example, you're a big crossword player or enjoy a rousing round of Jeopardy every day, your brain eventually gets used to those activities, and while they're still helpful, you need to keep looking for new ways to exercise your noodle. Learn to play an instrument, take a dance or aerobics class, play ping pong, and for goodness sake, pay attention to your sleep patterns. Sleep is critical to maintaining good brain health, as are not smoking, moderate levels of drinking, and keeping a close watch on your cholesterol and blood sugar levels. There is no cure for Alzheimer's, and it's estimated as many as 900,000 of us will deal with it over the next 15 years. Brain health should be on everyone's radar, say the doctors, and we wanted to be sure you heard their recommendations. Well, the NFL is back for the 2017 season, and it's already providing a major boost to restaurants that sell beer. According to an industry monitoring service, total beer consumption up over 36% for that first Sunday of the NFL season a couple of weeks ago, compared to just the week earlier. Uh, lines, uh, restaurant chains are noticing sales volumes up approaching 7% or more. Beers produced in the States were the beverage of choice, with more than half of beer drinkers operating for domestic options, Bud Light, Miller Light, the usual, proving to be more popular than craft beers and IPAs on a nationwide scale. And while domestic rule, beers rather ruled that first week, imported and craft beers appear to be closing the gap, as you would expect. U.S. brand beer consumption actually fell 6% compared to opening Sunday last year. Import consumption rose over 12%. Craft beer consumption up almost 5%. Anheuser-Busch, the parent company of Bud Light, paid $1.4 billion to lock up exclusive rights as the official beer of the NFL for the next 20 years. Beer continues to be one of the most popular beverage categories in the States. Americans spent $37 billion on beer at retail stores last year, uh, according to Nielsen. The Brewers Association estimate the overall size of the U.S. beer market at $107 billion, and $23 billion of that is now craft beer. Cheers! And that's our show for this week, produced by Ben Dooley with Matt Hyland at the controls. I'm Sterling Fox. Join us again next Saturday at 2 for another edition of Vancouver Consumer right here on News Talk 980 CKNW. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.